Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back. We are in episode two of five in our five-part series on best practices in employment law. And I'm just going to say the best common sense practice is to get an attorney. What do you think about that, Hillary? I agree. Or have one you know that's on retainer that you can call. We have clients that you know don't call us for years, and then they call me. Hey, Hillary, they know to call us. They know we're here. They know we're available. You know it. It's important to have a good working relationship with an attorney you like. Make sure you like your attorney. It's very difficult to work with someone you don't like. I mean, you don't have to be best friends, but, you know, make sure you like you like their advice, they're available, and that you understand what they're saying, you know, a lot of, and that you're comfortable with them. Because, you know, you hear these stories where they go, well, I don't, I don't want to be charged a lot. I don't want to call the attorney. And then they get, they try to fix it themselves. That's, that's usually the road to hell, you know, because it, it's sort of a patchwork thing. You can't put a Band-Aid on a flat tire and hope it works. You know, it's just not going to. And you can make it worse for yourself if you don't have an attorney to say, look, am I doing this right? You know, could I have a reality check and to come in and do that? Uh, common sense, document everything. Yeah. And again, snide comments, snarky comments, jokes, and things like that, not a good idea in this yeah, I 100% agree. It, documentation, 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 making sure you have a, a lawyer, an employment lawyer that uh, specializes in the state that you operate in or in the states as many um, as many people are experienced now, even if you're remote, if you have one employee in, in, you know, Montana, then you definitely want to make sure that you know, have somebody on your side that is familiar with the laws there or any other states. And you're in, uh, wait, what'd you say? California, New York, DC and Montana and Montana. And they're all pretty difficult states. <laughs> they are. California and New York are pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. DC is keeping pace or going in that direction. Montana. Different, very different in certain respects. Very different in certain respects. <laughs> very beautiful, but definitely very, very Unless, different. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that state. I'm a big fan of all. It's a, it's a great state. It really. I is. have spent some time there on vacation, and, and and I was blown away by everything there, the people, everything. But yes, I don't think I want to be in HR in many of the states. Um, there's some days I don't want to be in HR at all, right? And I'm sure our listeners are probably thinking the same thing. I did want to say though, you know. You, your website is about trial lawyers, but it's interesting. A couple things that there, according to the American Bar Association, there's 1.3 million lawyers practicing in the U.S. and only 0.52% are trial lawyers. Does that sound right? It sounds probably pretty accurate. I mean, one, uh, you know, a lot of attorneys litigate, but they don't try case. They don't actually take it to trial. Two, not many cases go to trial. You know, most cases mm-hmm. either settle or dismissed. Um, we actually handle that's what we do and that's why a lot of people come to us because we're ones that try cases we go we try cases and things like that but we do a lot of work beforehand to prevent that so again we do a lot of for example we do a lot of work in the entertainment industry we do a lot of production work uh making sure that everything's set up correctly when people set up their businesses they they want to onboard someone they want to have agreements in place and making sure that they're having the list and everything is complied with 
According. JC, you have some stats here about, uh, about how many people do file lawsuits. <laughs> Absolutely do. According to the EEOC, 61,331 complaints of discrimination were brought forth in 2021. The client wins in just 17.4% of the EEOC's closed workplace discrimination cases. Now, roughly 40% of American workers report having witnessed or personally experienced workplace discrimination. And if we roll that back in 2019, monetary awards for cases of job discrimination totaled over $482 million. Hillary and Wendy, back to you. That's a lot of money. And it's like, you know, oh, I don't have money for an HR person. Oh, I don't have money for a lawyer. Oh, I don't have money to pay them the right amount of money that they're supposed to be paid. I I won't do it. I'll risk it. Well, you're going to have to come up with the money somehow when you file, when you lose a discrimination case. Um, Hillary, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know what I had to deal with during the uh, COVID pandemic, the beginning of it, but discrimination cases went up, up, up. They did. Um, I would recommend if, if you're in a position to do that, look into employer practices, liability insurance, and there are ones that will cover claims. They used to be sky high, like 2019 and before they were really only for Fortune 500 companies. I mean, those are the only ones that could realistically afford it. Now it's become a lot more reasonable. I would make sure they have some insurance in place. To, you need to make sure a problem employee is not just someone who underperforms, harasses people, or doesn't show up to work or steals. You right. know, those are a problem employee is also one who, you know, fakes an injury, is, you know, setting things, you know, every time you correct them or say, Hey, you know, you were, you were two hours late to work today. Where were you? You know, you're doing this because I'm such and such. Now we'll use me. You're doing it because I'm a female, right? You know, you're doing, you know, right. this is, you know, you're doing this because I'm a single parent, because I'm a, you know, whatever it is. You need to be aware that not all employees are good employees. Most employees, I like to think, are people who want to go to work and want to be, you know, have to earn a living, whatever the reason is. You need to take the temperature of that because likely if you have an employee like that, they're doing it to other people there too. And we've all seen the nightmare employee who is just setting their employer up for a lawsuit. And then you find out later they filed claims against, you know, four or five other employees and they stay for a year to 18 months. And, you know, it didn't, what do they say? It didn't work out. You know, that's the, which is sometimes true, but usually that's just frankly code for there was a problem and we dealt with it. I, I think you really need to be aware of those things and you need to make sure that someone in HR is okay with this. Or that they have someone watching their back. You know, HR is a tough job. It really is. I mean, our firm deals with this. I have staff who are advising clients and keeping track of this for certain clients and making sure that they've had their sexual harassment prevention training and making sure that they're being paid correctly and making sure they're doing this. And it's, it's not something you can fall behind on. I mean, think about it. If you fail to pay wages on time in the state of California and your wage statement is incorrect, you could get sued. You know, so it's not like, oh, I need to catch up on that. No, you need to stay on top of that because that's <laughs> not worth It's a lot. It, it is. is a lot. I mean, just in my own firm and in the firms we, we work also have a working relationship with another firm. I have two staff members who are working with me and another staff member just to stay on top of that. Yeah, it really is. HR, um, I was just telling somebody earlier this uh, or last week, I should say, that if 
I was just entering my career right now, I don't think I'd be going into HR. Now, I kind of fell into HR. So it wasn't was like, oh, I'm going to go to school for this. I just kind of fell into it and then fell in love with it. But it is tough. So for our folks that are listening, before we wrap up episode two here, just want to say, take a deep breath. You've got this. Keep listening to our podcast and all the experts that are on there and you can learn and ask. And so many of us are here even with free advice for you because we know what you're going through. With that said, Thanks for listening to episode two on best practices and employment law. In our next episode, I actually want to jump into some interesting cases in employment law, which you kind of already mentioned one or two. So maybe we could take a deep dive. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.